Questions can transform your life, but are you asking yourself powerful or crappy questions? Let's find out. This is the Big Life Experiment podcast, and we're your hosts, Kathy and Joe. We're corporate escapees turned transformation coaches. After over 10 years of exploring, experimenting, and doing deep inner work, we've completely changed our lives, and we're going to share with you the knowledge, tools, and insights we've experienced on our own journey of transformation. Our mission is to help you reconnect with who you are and reprogram your mind so that you can redesign your life. We'll be diving into mindset, life design, and subconscious reprogramming to help you figure out what you want out of life and build the confidence and courage to go after it. Let's jump in and start creating your big life. Hello again, or welcome if it is your first time with us on the Big Life Experiment podcast. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Definitely. So we are diving into questions today, specifically the power of questions and how you can use them to transform your life. Because questions can either keep you trapped or propel you forward, depending on how you use them. And it's something that we have been hypervigilant in our own lives in the last few years, specifically since we really discovered how powerful our language is in terms of shaping our reality and results in the world. Yeah, asking questions and being a questioner is something I've done for a long, long time. I can remember pissing my mum off a lot because I like to ask a lot of questions. And I like to ask... You were one of those kids, were you? Yes, and I like to ask challenging questions. (laughs) And my mum did not enjoy it. And that continued into school as well. I struggled to just accept things as they were. I wanted to understand why I had to do something. Like, why is this a certain way? Rather than just going like, okay, of course there were times that I did and I continued to do so. There were also a lot of times where I was like, mm, I just like, I need you to explain why this has to be this way. And so that that's definitely something I've always carried through from a young age and especially into becoming a grown-up and it's played a key part in both our lives and and our relationship as well. Definitely it's actually one of the things that I really value so much from being with you in our relationship because you really have got me to question so many things in life that I was blindly accepting as just the way that things were done or the way that things were or the way that things should be or that they had to be and that is one of the things that yes I valued so much so we're going to get into that a little bit more in a moment because we're also going to share some powerful questions three powerful questions that have shaped our life there are so many but we've we've narrowed it down to three but before we do that I just wanted to talk about why questions were so powerful because Richard Bandler who is the founder of NLP he coined the phrase, the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And the reason is that our mind loves to ask questions. Our mind works on questions pretty much a lot of the day. If you think about how many questions you pose your mind throughout the day, you're constantly asking yourself, what should I have for breakfast? What time do I need to leave? When should I go in the shower? What am I going to eat for lunch? Where do I have to go later? How am I going to spend my evening? Did I do a good job? Did that go very well? Et cetera, et cetera. We're constantly asking our mind questions. And our mind's job is to come up with the answers for us. And so we can determine the quality of responses that we get from our mind based on the quality of the questions that we are asking of it. So say, for example, if you ask your mind a question such as, what was the name of that film? 
that I watched last week? Then it's going to come up with an answer for you. And if you ask your mind a question, why am I such a failure? Then it is going to justify a response to that question. It is going to go into your archive of your memories and come up with all of the times (laughs) that have shown why you could possibly have been deemed a failure. And so we want to be really, really mindful of the questions that we are asking ourselves and in the way that we're asking them. Because asking ourselves a lot of why questions, such as, why is this happening to me? Why am I a failure? Why do I always fuck things up? Why am I not very confident? These questions all contain a negative belief in the very nature of the question. They contain the belief that you are a failure that you are not very confident, that you have made a mistake, that you are not very good at something. And so your mind is going to come up with all of those memories that prove that to be true, because that is the nature of the question that you've asked. And so this is how most people tend to be asking themselves crappy questions that can keep them stuck in the place that they are. Because if we're asking ourselves a question such as, why am I a failure? I don't think we're going to really like a lot of the responses that are going to come up or a lot of the memories that are going to come up. And so that causes us to then feel not very good about ourselves. And then that might cause us to either take no action, to not really feel very motivated, or to take actions from a negative state, which can then create a result that we might not be wanting in our life. And that is the reason that why questions can be so problematic and yet can often be a lot of people's default. So a more powerful way to ask yourself questions is to use how and what, because it's going to change the outcome that you're going to get with your answers. So let's just say you want to be happier. Instead of saying, oh, why am I not happy? You ask, how can I be happier? If you're not confident, instead of saying, oh, why am I not confident? How can I build my confidence? How can I improve my life? What can I do today to be happier? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be more outcome orientated with your answer. So you can start to expand and explore instead of really sort of feels like it's just digging bigger holes in yourself, especially when you ask those more negatively framed questions. And of course, it doesn't mean that asking a why question is something is a no-go zone. You just need to think about where is this question going to take me when you are being in that more reflective, contemplative mood of trying to understand what's going on and how can you improve the situation. So we, I know, we really focus a lot more these days on how and what because we want to expand and figure out solutions rather than get lost in the problem. Definitely. And we spoke about this on our last episode about why being realistic can keep you trapped. And we spoke about when you set a big dream for yourself and then allowing yourself to ask the question, how could I make this happen? What if it is possible for me? And so really allowing ourselves to ask those questions that are going to get more expansive answers and then to sit in the question if we don't have an immediate answer. Because what most people end up doing if they don't have an immediate answer, for example, we work with a lot of people helping them figure out a new direction for their work and life. So people are coming to us often struggling a bit with the clarity piece of what they want to do next. And a question that we get in so many of the coaching programs and events that we've run is, what if I don't know what I want to do? And we always gently remind people or uh, offer to people that you do know what you want to do. Deep down inside, you always know. 
You might just be scared of the answer. You might think it's not possible for you. You might not know how you're going to do it. And so it's easier and safer for you to tell yourself that you don't know. And when we have the courage to sit in the question, then we allow ourselves to stay receptive to the answer. Because what we want to be aware of as well when it comes to our minds is that our mind loves to answer the question, but if you immediately shut it down with, I don't know, then your mind isn't going to be continuing to go to work in the background for you to find the answer. And so allow yourself, if you find yourself saying, I don't know, add on yet. I'm open to finding the answer. I'm open to receiving the answer. I'm in the process of figuring it out. All of this is going to allow yourself to stay in the question. And that might mean that you need to give yourself the space of allowing it to percolate overnight, over several nights, over several weeks, over several months. If it's important to you, allow yourself to sit in the question for as long as it takes. Yeah, and the, the broader scope of this uh, episode is to talk about questions, but the nuances that I'm uh, within this are awareness, awareness of the language that you're using. And, and language is the other one. I realized in my own journey how flippant I was with the words that I was speaking internally, externally, and got very lazy and not really thinking about how important it is around the words that I'm using and what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And in this context, we're talking about questions. So having awareness of how you're saying things and what you're saying is really, really important because it's going to, as we said, different questions are going to give you different answers, which are going to give you different results. So really that awareness piece and the language piece are such a key component of this as well. Definitely. So should we dive in to our yes. three questions that have had a pivotal role in our life? The first one was one that you had asked yourself at some point, wasn't it? Yeah. And this, so the first question is, if you died today, would you be happy? And this was a question I asked myself, and I think it might have been back in 2017. I sat and asked myself this and I'd recently finished at that time reading the top five regrets of the dying which we've mentioned on a previous episode and we will probably mention in a lot more episodes and because it hit me and it was the the top regret which was I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the one others expected of me this is a book by the way just in case you missed it on the other episode it's a book by Bronnie Ware highly recommend it so that really hit me and I was deeply reflective and there was lots of things going on in my life and I was um, so I sat with that and I just asked myself if I die today would I be happy and the answer at that time was was no and you know not because I was in my mid-30s and thinking I've got enough great (laughs) no because I wasn't living a life true to myself I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do I wasn't having the experiences that I would want to have even though I had all these daydreams about a life I wanted to live, I wasn't living it. And whilst I'd love to say I got the spark and everything changed rapidly, it didn't. It took me quite a few years to well, it start. Wasn't to... Two, it was two years after that that we start, that we really made the move to... Yeah, we started making bigger moves, but mm. ultimately it wouldn't be until... Well, actually, yes, I guess it was 2020 when we... 2019 when when I left my job so yeah okay a couple of years actually but it took a little bit of time for me to sit with that and starting to make moves and bigger moves and bolder decisions and yeah it was just such a powerful moment for me I was just like yeah I'm not doing it and I'd made some steps at that point I'd retrained I'd taken a mini sabbatical from work in 2015 I worked about took six months off over the course of a year I retrained as a yoga teacher 
meditation, meditation teacher, teacher a, a personal trainer. So I'd started to dabble with moving out of the current life and work that I was doing. However, I still wasn't living that life. And that's when I asked myself that question. I was like, right, I've got to start making bigger and bolder moves. And eventually a few years later, took mm. the, the biggest one, which was to just quit my 15 year career, sell everything and, and start again. I think also when it comes to this question, if I died today, would I be happy? If we think about, again, I love the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dime, because it's a reminder to all of us that in those last few months of our life, if we're aware that we're coming to the end of it, or if we're in old age and we're perhaps reflecting on the life that we've lived so far, it is very likely that we're going to be asking ourselves questions of how we have lived our life, whether we were proud of the things that we did whether we lived the life that we had hoped for ourselves, whether we had gone for the things that we wanted, whether we were actually happy in our process of living our life and whether we achieved the things that we wanted, whether we actually even tried to achieve them, etc. And so we have the power in this moment right now to determine those questions that we might ask ourselves in our last few months of life to determine if we had lived a life that was well lived. We get to ask those questions, determine them now and ask ourselves them now and then see how can we intentionally live our lives every single day so that we are happy with those questions at the end. We get to do that. And that's why, again, asking the right questions of yourself can help you really Give yourself the kick up the ass, quite frankly, to go and actually do the things that you want to do because we keep telling ourselves this lie in our mind that we've got all the time in the world or that we'll get to it one day or that when the circumstances are right, we're going to do it. I will feel ready when. There is going to be a perfect time when. And we are really deluding ourselves because we're really all we're doing is protecting ourselves from actually making the changes that scare us. And so we're not saying that you have to go and make big, bold, ginormous changes right this second. There's always something small that you can do to move yourself towards what you want. Yeah, and I think where I got to when I was exploring this question was is that as much as there were all these experiences that I was thinking I'd love to have and things I'd love to do, and there's loads more I was prepared that I probably hadn't even thought of that I'd end up having, I at least wanted to get to a point in my life where I, that I could say I'd rather get to a point where this was a decision for me was I'd rather get to a point saying I was bold and courageous and took the steps to go after what I really wanted. And even though maybe none of it transpired, at least I could be feel great in myself that I'd taken the steps to do it rather than being too scared and not doing it. It was like, well, which one would I rather choose? Would I rather go for it and not work out or or, or just not go for it at all? And I was like, well, I'm going to go for that one and I'm going to do a damn good job of seeing whether I can go and experience those things. But it was more about just going for it because I'd rather rather go for it and, and see how that all panned out. And mm. that felt much more exciting. And at least I'd be like, you know what? I gave it a shot. Mm. I think um, so many people understandably and ourselves included in the past and we still experience fear going for the things that we want so many people are holding themselves back because of the fear of failure and I heard this line it was on another podcast I was listening to at some point that said if you are 
trying to protect yourself from fear of failure by staying where you are and not making the moves, then that's simply failing ahead of time, failing by not starting, failing by not even seeing what's possible for you, failing by not even trying to go for what you want. And that really has stuck with me because as Joe said, I would much rather have gone for what I wanted and have that inner peace of being like, I just went for it. Mm. And however it worked out, worked out. And also I'm going to live in the possibility that it's always going to work out amazingly. And then my success is inevitable because that's a better, a better mindset to be in. So let's move on to question two. So the question, the second question that has played a pivotal role in our life is when Joe and I were planning our wedding and Joe asked me this question about the kind of wedding that I had in mind that I thought we should have. And he said, is that the wedding that you really want? Because so this was back in, so we got married when, 2015? 2015. 2015, yeah. yep. <laughs> and, um, so this must have been, I guess, 2014 or something. We'd been engaged for, we were engaged for three years before we got married. And this was at some point in that. And I, when we started planning the wedding, I just thought that the kind of wedding, a wedding would just involved, you know, me wearing a long white dress and people came and sat down for dinner and it was in a quite traditional kind of wedding venue, not in a church or anything, because that's not, um, wasn't what was right for us. Um, but a wedding venue, a wedding that's venue, a typical wedding venue. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's sitting in their round tables and things like that. And I was just was like, well, that's just what, what happens, isn't it? And Joe was like, but is that actually what you want? And I was like, no, no, it's not actually when I think about it. And of anything against those weddings, I had a great time at many of my friends' weddings that were perhaps more traditional. And I was like, this isn't what I want. And this was such a fantastic eye-opener to how I have lived so much of my life doing what I thought I should do based on what I had seen modeled as the traditional way of doing things, as the status quo, as the normal way of doing things. And when I actually stopped to question it and whether it was something that really kind of let lit my heart on fire was like that is not the wedding that I want and then we were like well what what do we want which opened up a whole a whole different discussions and what we ended up doing was getting married on a roundabout in East London and uh, I wore a short white dress and then we had a party in the pub after well, it wasn't just any old roundabout. It was a roundabout with a bandstand. No, I was going to get to that bit. <laughs> it wasn't just like random roundabout. But in our favourite part of London, it's um, this place called Arnold Circus, for anyone who's familiar with London, at the top of kind of a bit north of Brick Lane. And it's got a, it's a bandstand in a residential part of London that just happens to have a roundabout around it. But the bandstand is beautiful. And it just feels like a very peaceful area in London, in a very busy area of London. So it just felt like a haven in the hecticness of London. And yeah, even just wearing a short dress when I just presumed I was going to wear a long dress and just having a party in the pub, it all, all of these things felt much truer to us. And I hadn't, wouldn't have got there if you hadn't asked me that powerful question. But they were also very connected to us. So you didn't realize that that was one of my favorite places in London. Like I used to live just around the corner from there. And I, me and my housemate, we both loved loved that spot. We talked about wanting to own a flat in that area. And the pub that we got, 
got I had the party at was the local pub opposite um, my old flat in London. Um, it was the local for a few years, and it was just it was just awesome. So it was very every space was connected to us. It mm. wasn't just some random spots that were nice. They were what we wanted because they were had some meaning to us. Definitely. And so, regardless of whether you're planning a wedding or planning any other aspect of your life right now, I think the lesson I learned from that was to just take a pause in most things that you're doing, even in just how you're spending your routine days and ask yourself, is this, is this actually what I want? Would I prefer it to be different? And then ask yourself the powerful question, how can I achieve that whenever you've got that clarity? So our third question is one that played a pivotal role in your life, but then has also since helped us make key decisions after as well. Yeah, so again, I like to think about dates and the journey I was on. So I think this was back in 2018. We were in London at this point. We moved back for a short period of time. And at that point, I'd retrained as a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, personal trainer. And I've been sort of dabbling with teaching yoga for a bit. And I went to see a mentor and I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And even though I was dabbling with these things, I couldn't quite, for some reason, I didn't want to commit to it or still was unsure. And I just said to I said to him, the first question I said in that session was, I'm not sure what I want to do with my life. And his response was, you're asking yourself the wrong question. A better question to ask yourself is, how do you want your life to feel? And the reason he, he explained that that is a better question is so when we focus on what do I want to do, it becomes very specific and it's around the job. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And suddenly that narrows things because now you're in a box. So like, well, this is what I do and this is how, I, how my life moves forward. But is it how you actually want your life to feel? And so at the time, let's just use the yoga teacher example. I was thinking, well, if I'm a yoga teacher, I've got to go work at a studio for X number. And that made me feel very stuck. I didn't want to be in one place, going to the same place of work all the time. And that's just how I was perceiving it. I know there are other options, but that's where my mind went. Instead, when I started thinking about how I wanted my life to feel, I was like, well, I want my life to feel free and fluid and just be able to be in charge of my own destiny. And so that might open up a lot more avenues about what the do might be, as long as it's connected to some things that I wanted to do, which is really about having an impact on people's lives in a kind of more spiritually minded way um, and sharing what I'd learned from my own journey. It was like, well, I didn't need to be a yoga teacher or a meditation teacher or a personal trainer or whatever, you know, at the moment now I'm a transformation coach. They're just ways to express things. But ultimately, it all comes back to, it plays into, well, how do I want my life to feel? And then the work has kind of played, has worked around that. Instead mm -hmm. of like focusing in, what do I do? It's a very different way to ask yourself that question. And you get to play in a lot more possibility and opportunities. Mm. And so we've determined the way that we want our life to feel as fluid, flexible, free, fun, I think those were all the Fs that we came up with, not that we intended it for all to be Fs, but it just happened that way. So when we moved up from Sydney to Queensland in at the end of 2019 to start our big life properly, we'd both quit our jobs. We came up here with the intention to start a business together and to totally transform our lives, which we have managed to do, which is amazing. Um, literally, as soon as we got here at the end of 2019, I got a phone call from someone I knew in Sydney, offering me a fitness job to be the manager of a new studio um, 
And it was an amazing opportunity because it was something that at one point would have been a dream job for me. And maybe you have also had this experience in your own life where you go and make a big, bold move towards what you want. And then the universe gives you a little test to see if you really, really want this thing that you say you want by dangling an old thing that you really wanted in front of you. And so I was so tempted, wasn't it? Wasn't I to take it? And to the point that we discussed, do we want to move straight back to Sydney, even though we've just bought somewhere up in Queensland and we've literally just moved our whole life up here. And we were going back and forth about it for about three weeks until Joe reminded us of the question, how do we want our life to feel? And it was that fluid, flexible, free and fun. And for me to go back to us, to go back to Sydney, for me to then work for someone else would not allow our lives to feel that way. And so... Well, and yeah, when we processed it and thought about the consequences, the ultimate point we could see that ending up as was us feeling stuck. Again. Again. And so as good an opportunity as that was, it was like, well, I, we don't want to feel stuck. We want to be able to go and... Uh, going really to go and see our family a bit more, how could we be in Australia and England was a key mm. thing for us. And being stuck in a job again where you might only get two, three, four weeks holiday a year was not really going to help us move forward with where we wanted to go. Like it might have been, it was a good detour for a couple of years kind of thing. And as it turns out, so I felt good making that decision because it was based on how we wanted our life to feel. And then at the end, afterwards, this <laughs> COVID then happened. And so the studio ended up not opening for ages. And so if we'd have gone and made that decision, I don't know how things would have worked out. So I'm very grateful we made the decision that we did. So we want to leave you with the question, how do you want your life to feel? Sit with it and ask yourself, if you're not then living in that way now, what changes can you make to start to allow more of those feelings in your present day way of living as well? Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you're ready to create your big life, here's how we can help you get started. Our free masterclass, Get Clear on Your Big Life, will help you reconnect with what you want for your life and reimagine your future from a place of possibility. And if you're feeling called to completely redesign your life so you can experience more purpose, freedom, and fulfillment, then our coaching program, Big Life Roadmap, is 100% for you. It's an epic eight-week journey of self-discovery and subconscious transformation. Head to our website, biglifeexperiment.com, for all the details on both.